This is Senator Josh Hawley. I would hope that as we discuss violent extremism, that one thing that we could all agree on is that it is wrong and dangerous for any political actor and certainly any executive administration to try to leverage the threat of violent extremism to mislead Congress, to go after political opponents, or to threaten the speech and First Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. But unfortunately, that is exactly what the Biden administration has done. And free speech is a God-given right. It's unalienable. And if you are anyone who backs the party or the people who run Joe Biden, you are not a good guy. I mean, you might be a good person. You might even be Christian. But you are backing unmitigated evil. There has never been, nor will there ever be, a government that spies upon its citizens in order to shut them up that is anything other than tyrannical. Oh, and I hope Josh Hawley doesn't get in trouble with Mitch McConnell for going after this. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I said that weird. I said the Lord. That was not a conscious decision. Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com, um, partner of the week. I was just reflecting last hour. I can't believe it took me this long to tell folks that they are the fat loss partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Because those guys, and look, those guys don't want to lose muscle. Soda Weight Loss gets it's at state of the art, sodaweightloss.com. This is an incredibly busy show. There is so much um, from Josh Hawley in this. I don't normally do this many sound bites. Um, but this is so vital that we hear this. And I want to just get it right off the bat. I want to thank Josh Hawley, the senator, for getting all over the truth of this disinformation committee, this Ministry of Truth. That's exactly what it was. Nina Jankowitz, the unsettling and I think insane. I, don't, I know I say that a lot about people in, in, who work with uh, the people who run Joe Biden, but it applies. I, I think she's insane. And I think that you can look at her activities online and say, yeah, wow, she's insane. Uh, her Harry Potter fetish is just one, one sign of that. And there's a lot of insane people in that administration. There was this picture that came out over the weekend. The, the people we sent to France to go uh, be d- diplomats was the guy who likes to dress as a dress and lectures on a fetish to college students and did not want a, a site called Rent Boys shut down. Rent Boys was a prostitution site that sold the bodies of young boys for, for men's sexual desires. Sam, what's his name? Um, standing there with the fake Navy officer, Admiral, fake woman. And they're standing together. That's, that's the representatives of, of, the, of the people who run Joe Biden. So there's a lot of insane people there. Nina Jankowitz was going to be the minister of truth. She was insane. She is insane in my judgment. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just, I'm describing people who behave as insane people. Uh, Josh Hawley has a whistleblower that's come forward and has provided documents to show exactly what this so-called, you know, Department of Homeland Security disinformation governance committee was. It wasn't a working group. It wasn't a discussion group. It was something far more serious. This comes at the same time as another huge potential win for the First Amendment if John Roberts is uh, in that day allowed to make a decent decision. This is from Legal Insurrection. Great write-up on this. This is a lawsuit that was submitted on behalf of two states, and a judge is allowing this lawsuit to go forward. This case is venued in federal court, Western District of Louisiana. If the White House spokesperson stood at her podium and repeatedly demanded that private booksellers burn certain books that the federal government disfavors or else face grave consequences, everyone would see the First Amendment problem. 
If the federal officials sat in the editorial board meetings of the New York Times and told them what stories they should run, if they want to avoid legal problems, everyone would see the First Amendment problem. Then it's not like the, they don't have a seat in the New York Times editorial board. They do. That's me. Um, this case is worse than the hypotheticals. Here are the words of Jen Psaki, then White House spokesperson. We're in regular touch with these social media platforms and those engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread this information. We engage with them regularly and they certainly understand uh, what our asks are. <laughs> Remember that? Um, they communicate along with members of our senior staff. HHS and DHS are coordinating, including directly with social media companies. This is from this, this, this lawsuit. And DHS are coordinating, including directly with social media companies to dictate what Americans can and cannot say in their social media accounts and doing so under the ever-present threat of grave legal consequences for those companies if they do not comply. So these states sued. There's compelling evidence that federal officials, including defendants here, have adopted an aggressive program to coordinate with private school, but private social media co um, companies to censor and suppress disfavored speech on social media. This is ultra virus and violates the First Amendment. This is the judge writing. And the judge further says, if Missouri and Louisiana do not have standing under the facts alleged, when would anyone ever have standing to address these claims? The government came along and said they don't have any standing. <laughs> the, the attorney generals of two states don't have standing to stop the federal government from, from threatening their citizens and taking away their rights to, to be heard or, or the right to free speech. Like using companies. Incidentally, the reason that I question John Roberts on this is because John Roberts pretended that the states of Texas and a couple other states who sued the states who rigged the election that they didn't have standing. Nope, no standing here. But this is a potential win. But this hour is, and I may go over an hour, this is about the disinformation board. So two separate issues, but same, same goal was to shut down Americans. Two separate, I guess, ways of going at it. The two states suing, and then a whistleblower bringing uh, these documents to Josh Hawley. But I just want to remind everybody of a conversation with another senator, Rand Paul, and Rand Paul here talking with the creepy little boss man of the DHS, Mayorkas. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? Yeah, but here's the problem. Ensure, we can't I even mean, agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Legally, I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation. You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Exactly. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. Well, he's right on multiple fronts. We talked last hour about January 6th and the New York Times peddling this, this fluff piece about Ray Epps. If you haven't heard that, I encourage you to listen to it. New York Times is taking on the defense role, defending Ray Epps, pretending that he wasn't at the center of moving people into the Capitol when earlier they reported he was. Someone somewhere went to the Times and said, hey, we need you in this Ray Epps thing. So let's get started uh, with Josh Hawley, who has in his hands as he goes through this, and he thanks, and properly so, Chuck Grassley. Uh, for being involved in this. So a lot of audio here from, from Josh Hawley, starting with these documents and his introduction and, and moving these into evidence. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. I would hope that as we discuss violent extremism, that one thing that we could all agree on is that it is wrong and dangerous 
for any political actor and certainly any executive administration to try to leverage the threat of violent extremism, to mislead Congress, to go after political opponents, or to threaten the speech and First Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. But unfortunately, that is exactly what the Biden administration has done. And we have new insight into that today because of the actions of a patriotic whistleblower who contacted my office along with Senator Grassley a short time ago and provided to us documents from the Department of Homeland Security relating to that agency's disinformation board. Now, remember when the Dixie Chicks made a bunch of news because it was a chill effect when um, when the Republicans criticized them because the Dixie Chicks were going out and speaking out against the Iraq war and speaking out against uh, George W. Bush and country music fans didn't like it. And maybe country music fans simply didn't want politics with their country music. And so they stopped going to the Dixie Six shows and, and, and country radio stations who had played the Dixie Chicks prior to that had listeners calling and saying, get those women off of here. I hate what they're doing and they betrayed us and they're anti-American and, and country music for many, many years was branded as the American music. And to many, you know, in many ways it still is. So they paid a market price like that ridiculous um, and vile comedian, Kathy Griffin paid a market price. Finally, it's very rare for leftists to pay market price in, in terms of accountability for speech. But remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Kathy Griffin, uh, her, her career was unfairly targeted and Trump destroyed her and it was unfair. And she's the one who held up the severed head of Donald Trump and thought that was pretty funny. Now, remember all that, all the concern about shutting down the speech of these celebrities when Kathy Griffin has several million followers on Twitter, whatever, can still go do shows. Maybe people don't show up. Maybe she has trouble booking venues. But we saw what happened to Roseanne Barr. They took her TV show away. So I guess Roseanne Barr, you could say she paid a market price too. But remember all that. We're talking here about independent Americans, sharing their opinions on things that, that the government is openly lying about, which is why the disinformation board exists. Nina Jankowicz, we played this last week, pretended that this was no, no, this was just a discussion group. This was just, I was just getting informed Department of Homeland Security about what was disinformation. All the board was doing, we were just a discussion group. We'll get into that. And the fact is, Mayorkas sat in front of the Senate, this creepy little boss man of the DHS, and he openly lied. And if you or I did this, if you went to traffic court and looked a judge in the face and, and the judge said, did you, were you speeding that day? No, no, I absolutely on that day was not speeding. And the judge found out that you looked at him and lied. Traffic court. He could slam you in, in jail for a long time and give you a, uh, he could charge you with perjury and, and contempt of court. And, and many judges would do that. So will Mayorkas pay any cost for this? Josh Hawley continues to go through the documents from these, the, from the, from the whistleblower and provided to us documents from the Department of Homeland Security relating to that agency's disinformation board that Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified about sitting right there just a few weeks ago. But according to the documents that I have in my hand here that Senator Grassley and I have now made public, the testimony that Secretary Mayorkas gave to this committee under oath, I might add, was in many respects deeply misleading, deeply misleading. And the information we've now learned about the administration's efforts to track and censor American speech is deeply shocking. And I'd like to take a moment to go through with this whistleblower who I thank for that person's patriotism to go through what these documents disclose. All right, so he points and indicates to the seat where Mayorkas sat and it's a smart move because it reminds everybody back to the time where that man sat there and, and is testifying to the United States Senate. And really what he's doing is testifying to us. In a proper republic, 
the reason you have such respect for the office is because it's respect for the way the office is determined. It's respect for the process. It's respect for the people. In a proper republic, people feel that respect because they have reason to trust the system. So when Mayorkas is lying, he's lying through Rand Paul to us, to the ultimate bosses, to the, the, the people. He sucks money from our pockets and then he lies to us. We pay him to lie to us. And in a disinformation board discussion, he is sitting there knowingly providing disinformation. And it's not even a question. Not even a question on if he knew he was lying. Not, not even debatable. In the same paragraph, they talk about the need for this disinformation board to monitor and to counter so-called disinformation about the COVID vaccine, about people who are raising questions about the efficacy of masks, about people who are raising questions about the origins of COVID. So, in other words, the Department of Homeland Security is contemplating a disinformation board that will track the speech of Americans and classify it as disinformation if you raise a question about the COVID vaccine, about the origins of COVID, about the efficacy of masks, which, by the way, this administration has reversed itself on numerous times. The documents go on. They do go on. And incidentally, such a weird thing that this would come out on Friday night. And it did come out on Friday night. Look at this. The National Institute of Health has finally admitted that they engaged in gain-of-function research with the Wuhan lab. Two and a half years ago, I was taken to task in radio for sharing a story from the Epic Times saying the virus came out of the Wuhan lab. I didn't say I know this to be fact. I shared this story and said, I think this is very compelling evidence. I was taken to task. I had my Facebook page frozen up for the first time for about five days. Then, then Facebook punished me by making sure my page reached fewer people. And they told me your post will now reach fewer people because of what you did. And now the National Institute of Health is admitting this. Dr. Tony Fauci sat in front of the same committee. Senator, Senator, with all due respect, you don't, you, you, you don't know what you're talking about. They went through and changed the definition of gain-of-function research. After we figured out what they did, they went and changed the definition. Just like they changed the definition of vaccine. Oh, by the way, we've got emails on that. Yes. My Freedom of Information Act request finally came through. Want to know why they changed the definition of vaccine, according to the CDC? Because they weren't working. Because people like me had figured out, wait a minute, these aren't vaccines. I didn't take a lot of figuring out what does a vaccine do? It, it stops transmission or infection. These don't. Fauci lied. Being covered by the DHS. Anyone who thinks this isn't global, I, I, I love you and you are high, man. You are stoned. If you can't see that this is a global effort to destroy our ability to push back against what are clearly lies. And I'll say it again. I know sometimes people get sick of this. This is why I have been all over for a decade before most people cared. Why I got all over. No, I will not pretend men are women. Because I saw at the time, gosh, if they can force people to do this, they can force people to lie about anything. So Josh Hawley will continue, will go through his report and some of the very specific things that the committee did, including the fact that, that Mayorkas, the creepy little dude who's the boss man of the DHS, 
that he knew exactly what was going on in this committee. It wasn't a working group. When he said, I'm not aware of any of this, that's a lie. He signed papers being aware of it. Talk about all of that. By the way, all this stuff is linked in the show notes. If you don't have the Todd Herman Show Substack, then you don't have the show notes. If you want that, go to the ToddHermanShow.com and sign up for that. And that way you can share this stuff with your friends. And you can even take my name off of it. This is serious enough that we love it when you share the show. It's the way the show will grow. But this stuff is more important than the show by a long shot. This is why I put a huge premium on truth telling. And particularly when I'm dealing with my money and my retirement. Uh, I was first drawn to Zach Abraham because number one, my friend Dory Monson, who is an absolutely market dominant radio host in Seattle. His show has done so well um, because he speaks, uh, he speaks truth in a city that is just gargantuanly filled with lies. So when Dory recommended Zach, that drew my attention. Then I heard Zach's radio show. I said, okay, I like this guy. He's speaking truth about our financial system. And then I got to know him as a man. And I got to know him by working out with him and spending time with him and having meals, developing a friendship, and then met his, his wife, who is the chief operating officer, by the way, of Bulwark Capital Management. And, and, and Zach will tell you that she's the smart one. Um, and then I got to know him as a Christian brother. And they don't, you're not going to go to the website and see, oh, crosses everywhere. And by the way, if someone comes to you and says, I'm a Christian money manager, I'm a Christian money manager, really question that. If you're using the Lord's name to market a product, man, I, I struggle with that on the show. I really struggle with it. I so, I internally, man, I'm always asking the team, are you sure we're not using God's name to market stuff? I only mentioned that about Zach because I want you to know. But they operate on risk management and there's a window. Like I, I made the mistake once of asking a guy on a, on a, we were flying back from New York. It turned out that he investigated accidents with the, uh, that's what his job was. He'd been a, a 747 pilot and flew with these global flights. He was a flight in accident investigator. <laughs> and he had so many stories about planes just falling out of the air. It was horribly dis- unsettling. But he told me five minutes before, um, what was it? 15 minutes before landing, five minutes after takeoff. Those are the danger times. That's when, that's when you're likely, most likely to die. Well, guess what? 10 years before retirement to five years, that's the danger window. The closer you are to retirement, the more serious you need to be about risk management. That's what Bulwark Capital Management does. Zach has been consistent for a decade. Look, the zero interest rate rates, uh, interest rate times, mobbed up, broken financial system, but it's a system we have. He'll work within it. Call him at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. That was a freaky conversation with that guy. I asked him on the flight. We were coming back from New York. <clears throat> I just finished this real quick because it's 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 it, it made me want to stop flying. I I'd, I'd gotten so used to flying, I'd be the guy who'd jump into my seat and fall asleep and sleep for an hour, wake up. And I didn't care. I just, I was so, so used to flying because I had to do it so stinking often. So I sit down next to this guy and I learned what he did. You know, you talk to people on our planes and I just said, you know what? I still have this weird fear, even though I fly all the time. I don't like turbulence, but I know they're not dangerous. And he goes, oh no, mate, you're wrong. He was Australian. They're wrong. They can be very dangerous. I go, no, but I have this, this thing where like a, a, a wing's going to drop off the plane. Uh, that happened. What? <laughs> We're flying. So yeah, yeah. Bad, bad storm. And a wing got to bouncing. And, uh, you know, they, they give like 30 feet either way. And, and an engine came off. I do a terrible accent, Austrian accent. <clears throat> He told me that the, 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 the wing was bouncing so much that it dropped an engine off the, off the wing, but it flung it. So the engine was, the wing was coming up. It flung the engine up in the air. The engine went over the plane and then dropped and took off the other wing. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting there and we're flying and he's telling me this. 
And I said, uh, well, let me just ask a very morbid question. How long did it take everyone to die? Because uh, people, most of the people probably passed out within uh, you know, two or three minutes, uh, G-forces. Anybody who lived, it probably took uh, nine or ten minutes of spinning. <laughs> Can you imagine that? In any case, yeah, it's, that's maybe I don't want honesty. Maybe what I wanted was the guy to say, oh, no, there's never been an accident due to that. All right, back to Josh Hawley. So this is um, Hawley now starting to dig into the evidence that was presented by this whistleblower from the uh, Department of Homeland Security. And by the way, can we just take a second all to thank the whistleblower for coming forward? The disinformation board is necessary, this memorandum says, because of those who question election integrity, because of those who have questions about January 6th. So now we get to the nub of it. We see that, in fact, this disinformation board from the beginning was meant to track and go after political speech that this administration did not favor. And for an executive department to do that, and frankly, to mislead this committee about it, is deeply, deeply disturbing, and it's wrong. I mean, it's just plain wrong. As we look through the documents, you see that what the secretary told the committee about the disinformation board's operation is just not true. He repeatedly told this committee that the disinformation board would be just a working group, just a working group. That's not what the documents say. Everybody in D.C. knows what a working group is and what it isn't. Working groups don't produce results. They produce reports. <laughs> they, they produce pieces of paper. They don't get involved in action, kinetic, kinetic and otherwise. Everybody knows what that is. And it's it, it, for anybody who ever hears this and isn't somehow on this side, just understand, for God's sake, there's a reason that Mitch McConnell isn't all over this. There's a reason that Kevin McCarthy wanted Facebook to be in the business of shutting down people who uh, question the narrative on January 6th. Because they want the tools. There's a reason Mitch McConnell doesn't want to get involved in the election integrity issue. And, and it, they, want, they want to be able to use their own methods. And I will remind people, because I think it is an overlooked fact of God. He's free speech. How do I know? Watch me talk. The Lord is free speech. He's pro-choice. If he wasn't pro-choice... He would build robots. Now he finds abortion abhorrent, and I'll argue that with anybody. It's silly to say otherwise because he finds human life to, is made in God's image. We're made in God's image. Yeah, but it's okay if you kill a baby. No, it's not okay if you kill God's image that way. Murder. God's image. God's free speech oriented. And, and, and pro-responsibility. Judas had plenty of free speech. He was discipled along with many of the other disciples, so they came along later. And then he, he some oh, who knows, Satan got to him. I guess the Bible's clear on that. Satan did get to him. And he goes and he turns Jesus in. Well, if God wasn't free speech, it wasn't pro free speech, he would have just killed Judas on the spot or, or turned him into a doorknob but he let him speak. And the government itself is not in favor of Americans having the right to speak. This goes to the divide between us. And the very fact that this isn't an all-in push by the Republican Party shows us how seriously they take this. I'll remind everybody that Mitch McConnell wants to concentrate on tax cuts, slightly fewer taxes, and better gas prices. All important things. But if we don't make an issue of this, it's not like the New York Times are going to. We just talked last hour. I, I, I hope you heard it. We just talked last hour about the New York Times and how they are playing defense for Ray Epps. How they're changing on a dime from Ray Epps was at the center of planning this and pre-planning it to he's a victim of it. He just made a mistake. He just went to the speech. He's just a good guy. Just trying to retire. Poor Ray Epps. Josh Hawley continues to talk about uh, what is found in, in this, this disinformation whistleblower's account. There is a charter, a proposed charter, 
that the secretary himself signed personally on February 24th, 2022, that describes the disinformation board as having the authority to set up guidelines. It has governance authority over how the department will classify what is disinformation, over what the response to disinformation should be, over who is doing what in terms of counter, so countering disinformation, which, remember, includes questions about COVID or questions about election integrity or questions about masks. The idea that this is just a working group is, frankly, completely contradicted by the documents that the whistleblower turned over to us and that the secretary himself signed. <laughs> Again, go to traffic courts. Is this your signature on the ticket? Nope. I have video of you signing it. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. Find yourself in a jail cell. And Holly continues to talk about this and really goes after Mayor Chris here in a bit. I'm super excited to get the t-shirts. I bought t-shirts for the team. Uh, only Dave the Digital purchased the t-shirts uh, when we were at the Bothell event. We purchased, we, we created the Todd Herman Show t-shirts. We sold them for the only time prior to this at our live event in Bothell. We sold about a thousand of them in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And now they're available online. They're at the toddhermanshow.com. I promise to be transparent about this. Um, the shirts are 29 bucks. We make 10 bucks for each shirt. Just, I want to just be completely transparent on that. Um, and the shirts are, I think, unique. And part of this is the struggle I talked about earlier. I really, really do struggle uh, with the, my, my purpose for the show is to put God's word at the center and, and conservative politics at the edges. And I didn't even want my name on the t-shirts. And my team was like, you're insane. We're going to spend a bunch of money to have shirts made. <laughs> We're going to, you know have a a, a, a a complete effort on this and you don't want your name on them. So my name's on the back. The ToddHermanShow.com is on the back. The front, it's one of the logos of the show. The only need we take is to the Lord and they're beautiful renderings of lions. One is just a lion on its own and it's a it's dark black rendering of a lion and there's multiple colors. There's not multiple colors of shirts. There's black and gray. We went with very, very simple. And then the other shirt, the lion is on the cover, but it's more stylized. And the cross of Christ is there. So it represents the lion and the lamb. And that shirt as well says, the only need we take is to the Lord. These are up for a limited time at the ToddHermanShow.com because it's an initial order. Go to the ToddHermanShow.com, hit the store link at the top of the page. There's another one further down. Easy enough to get there at the ToddHermanShow.com. Wear the shirts, put them on social media when you buy them, when you get them delivered. And we're going to be doing a giveaway for folks who tag us in social media wearing the Todd Herman Show shirts. Great way to promote the show. You don't have to say anything. People will ask about the shirts. So Mayorkas had been in front of the Senate before and he chose to lie. And that's what is in so infuriating all, all of this. And, and the thing is that I, I, I truly wonder if these people really understand that God is watching everything they do in private, in public, everything that's hidden, one day be shouted by the rooftops, from the rooftops, everything you think is in the dark will come into the light, everything. And th the other thing that is monumentally interesting to me is, do they not know that we get this? I mean, have you ever been a kid and you're telling a story, you're making up an excuse and you can tell the adults know you're lying? But you keep going. <laughs> you, but you, you, you try to make little changes to it because you're you're watching, and you're you're, you're seeing that they're wait, they're not getting they're not buying this, and you understand that the um, that 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 you're not you're not winning. Now, see, when I was a kid and I got into some trouble because I did get into some trouble, I could remember sitting there in in you know school. And started to concoct a story. And I learned very early on, you know what? Just, just go in and admit it. And in fact, I was sort of a, I was a kid who became, in my mind, a fighter for justice and right. So I would say things like, yeah, I did that. Why? Well, because the teacher did this. So I was that kid. I was, yep, yeah, sure, I did that. Like when we organized the school strike, the, the, the teachers in our junior high uh, went on strike and we found out that they were going to take, they were going to take our days of summer away. 
So the school was wrapping up. Oh, we're going to need to stay a couple of extra weeks. Why? Because the teachers went on strike. We didn't go on strike. Why do we have to stay? And I got like three quarters of the school, me and some friends, got three quarters of the school to walk out of school. And I don't remember which one of us was probably me because I was a media kid. <laughs> made the decision to call a news, a couple of TV news stations. And they came out and they interviewed us and it, man, it angered the teachers. But if you've ever been in a case, like I've discussed the case when I worked in the schools and, and kids are lying to me and I know they're lying and I'm looking at them like, you're not making this better. I wonder, th did you not know Mayorkas was lying the second he said, this is a working group or the second Nina Jenko had said, oh no, 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 no. We never intended to do anything like that. Everybody knew this and the theater keeps going on. Again, I'll say it. It's purposeful. It has to be. It's such a win for the party that we know this and the victims of the New York Times don't. It's such a win. Because the victims of the New York Times, they can stand on the, well, the New York Times said, and we can say, but we watched it. For God's sake, we watched this happen. Yes, but the New York Times had said that that, and I saw it, and there's a fact checker. All right. So Josh Hawley continues to talk about the products of this this uh, whistleblower from the Department of Homeland Security. And can I just say again, for the secretary to sit in that chair and tell me that he wasn't really aware of any documents related to the disinformation board when he has personally signed charters, when he has personally reviewed memoranda dating back months is misleading at best. There's also information in these documents about attempted coordination, planned coordination by the disinformation board with the big tech monopolies. There are meeting notes here, proposed plans of actions for members of the disinformation board, members of the administration to meet with big tech executives to discuss sharing information about disinformation and tracking analytics of American citizens who are using the big tech's the big tech companies' platforms and engaging in so-called misinformation. Let's see, this is why I call it Jack Dorsey's hate machine. And and <laughs> this is why I questioned from the very, very beginning. Why notice this? Now, this is me, this is me now going back, and it could be part grievance. It could be part grievance because I thought my startup spin spotter was a great idea. Well, in fact, it won tech awards because it was a great idea. And I always said, why? This is something that occurred to me way back then. There was a company called Dig, D-I-G-G. -G. And it was really early on and it let people hit a button. I dig this news story or I dig this piece of a news story. Remember this, this service, D-I-G-G? -G? And it was very viral because if you signed up for Dig, you'd see what your friends liked or people that you knew liked, people like you. And it, it was capable of driving a, a great amount of traffic. Um, once the dig bug was installed on a website, it gave you many of the same powers as Facebook. That bug was a tracking pixel, allowed you to amass all this information about the audience. Um, there was another, and I know the, I met the CEO of this company, the founder, Tim. He created a toolbar, I think it was called Share It. Tim's actually, I think Tim's a conservative. Um, it was called Share It. So it, it's aggregated all these sharing apps and made it super, super easy to put that on your site. And then he aggregated all the information behind this. And I kept thinking, why doesn't this stuff end up in the media? Now, follow me here. What sense did it make for the Mockingbird media to build the business of Facebook and Twitter? Now, from a strategic perspective, it made no sense. I remember at the time saying to media companies, why are you building Facebook's company? We're not. Yes, you are. You're providing them unfiltered access to your content that you're having trouble monetizing. They're going to aggregate the heck out of it. Aggregators of aggregators always win. They're just, all they're doing is doing a search engine through a, a you know, a, a, a backward engineering thing, but it's going to be more potent because they combine this with people's habits. Why are you giving this for free for promotion? Wait, you think the, 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 the tail's not going to start wagging the dog over here? 
that you don't think Facebook's going to get bigger than you? Why are you doing this? Or Twitter? Why are you taking your TV or radio time saying, follow us on Twitter? Why are you building Twitter up? Why didn't they build Dig? Or share it? See, there are darling companies of the Beltway. Because there's things the Beltway wants to know about, folks. There's darling companies of, of, of the people in intelligence because there's things intelligence companies want to know about, folks. Dig, and to my knowledge, Sherrit didn't go to that level of granularity. Plus, they didn't come from Harvard and Yale. They didn't come from those backgrounds. They were mutts. Like, like lucky to get into the tech business. I was a mutt, absolute mutt. Just, just went over or under walls to get into the tech business. Absolute mutt. Never should have been there. And had some success. Thank God. But the Facebook people employ the same people as a government employee. So does, so does Twitter. Here's what I mean. The Obama White House employed a whole bunch of, of neurologists and psychiatrists and behavioral psychologists and screenwriters in the Obama White House. I remember at the time going, why are they hiring all these? Well, people were saying, why? Are you kidding? Why? Because they want to manipulate people. <laughs> What's Facebook and, and Twitter, the, the, the biggest manipulation platforms in history? And who's the party? Tech, pharma, big finance, academia, deep state media. Well, Facebook and Twitter are party companies. Have been from the very beginning is, is what I'm saying. That's my, that's my thesis. That they've been party companies from the very beginning. And the party said, hey, we got to grow these things. These platforms are really important for our goals. It's total theory. No proof. Just theory. This is not... A theory. This is a fact. If you've been for years saying, I need to drop unwanted fat from my body and you haven't, I will give you tough love because I do love you. You aren't going to. If it's been years and years and you keep saying, I am, I'm going to do this or you begin it and then it gets worse. Or you find yourself, let's say, you know, even 12 weeks into a program and all of a sudden you're eating ice cream and, and pizza and uh, you find yourself, well, I'll, I'll go back to it. Well, then you're not going to. Uh, just like there's home improvement things I'm not going to do. I, I can't. I, I am fundamentally unable to do a lot of things with home improvement. My wife's better than I am. Sometimes we need help. It is a smart person who says, I am outside of my area of expertise or I've been ineffective at this. That's a smart person's decision. And in terms of dropping unwanted fat from your body, so do weight loss. I've talked about them as the fat loss partner for the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, that's very, very important. Professional athletes want to keep their muscle, but guess what? So do you. 55-year-old brother and sister of mine to the podcast. So do you want to keep your muscle? We're not professional athletes. But the body composition is how you keep the fat off your body. Correct percentage of muscle, correct percentage of fat keeps your body into an equilibrium. If you haven't done it on your own yet, I love you, but you're not going to. Get in touch with Soda Weight Loss at sodaweightloss.com. They came to us to introduce you to Soda and Podcast Family because they want to do business with you. And so far, it has been a great win-win. My wife's on the program, dear family member of mine, very, very close family members on the program, and an entire group, great big group of people in your podcast family is already there. Join us. It's at sodaweightloss.com. So we've established that the creepy little dude who's the boss man of the DHS sat there and lied to the American people through the Senate that in defense of regulating disinformation, he provided it. 
that he claimed to have no knowledge of a program, but he'd signed papers about the program. He claimed it was a working group, and yet he had agreed that it would have authority. They claimed that it was simply an internal discussion group, and yet we know now, well, we knew, but now we have proof that they were involving themselves with social media companies, so-called platforms. They're not platforms, they're publishers, and they're not just publishers, they're agents of the state. Well, Josh Hawley wanted to close off a bit more. Now, I asked Secretary Mayorkas if there had been any contact with the big tech companies. He said he wasn't aware of any. I sent a letter following his testimony to Secretary Mayorkas, putting this question to him directly. And interestingly, the department's draft responses to my letter are also in these documents. Now, I'll say for the record, he has not yet, the department has not yet officially responded, but their draft responses are here in the whistleblower documents, and they continue the misleading half-truths. They continue in those documents to characterize this as a working group, false. They say, I say, has the DHS conferred with any private social media company in the operation of this board? They repeat the idea that the, that the board is merely an internal working group. And then they say the creation of the board, the creation of the board was not discussed with any external entities. That's because we now know that they were discussing the operation of the board with big tech companies. They were seeking to partner and get analytics on law-abiding Americans. Well, we knew it. Now we have the proof. So the move is now Mitch McConnell's move and Kevin McCarthy's move. They lied to your guys. What are you going to do? Are you going to vociferously back the destruction of the Department of Homeland Security, which should be dismantled? Not the efforts to secure the border. That should be reinvigorated, but it can't happen under Mayorkas. I demand someone sometime who lies this openly does get frog marched. We talked last hour about the 80 some year old grandma, Pamela Hempel, I think is her name from Idaho, who's going to prison for 60 days because she walked around the rotunda. And look, there's a guy who's getting sentenced to 15 years. Epic times is a story. We'll talk about it later this week. Now, apparently he had a gun. He had uh, plastic handcuffs, zip tie handcuffs. He intended to go in and put guns to the heads of congressmen and zip tie them and take them out of the Congress and, and, and apparently take over. If that's all true, okay. Hey, you earned 15 years in jail. Pamela Hempel walking around the rotunda in her 80s. How many people from Trump land's lives were decimated? Because the FBI went over and said, let's go see if we can get General Flynn to lie. Quote, let's go see if we can get him to lie. It's called a perjury trap. I once did a perjury trap on a guy on Rush's show. God bless Rush. This is funny. I, we, I, I announced, hey, here's why Trump shouldn't ever go testify uh, or answer questions. The FBI it should all be in writing. 100% of it in writing. Because perjury taps are so easy. And so... I, I said, I'm going to do a perjury trap later in the show. I'll show you how easy this is to do. And I took a call from a guy. I don't remember where from, but I just make it up. Um, you know, Mark from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the EIB Network. Todd Herman filling in for Rush. Hey, good to talk to you, Mark. Welcome. Yep, Todd, thanks very much for having me, et cetera. And hey, Mark, real quick, what's your point? And he tells me, and I said, Mark, you know what? You seem very, very intelligent. Um, let me ask you this. Do you want to go through the perjury trap game? And he said, Yes. So I went through this, this scenario um, of, of, of a made-up scenario. Okay, listen, Mark, listen very, very closely. And I talked about a man committing a crime, and it was witness doing this. And, and then I said to him, Mark, what was the first thing I said to you? And he said, uh, the first thing he said to me was, do you want to do a perjury trap? No. First thing I said was, Mark from Nashville, Tennessee, welcome to the Rush Limbaugh program. Um, and congratulations, you just committed perjury. You just lied. Because I asked you, what was the first thing I said? He said, well, that's not even a serious question. I said, that's the point. That's the point. Your response should have said, actually, I don't know the first thing you said to me. I don't recall. We've been talking for 10 minutes. I don't remember the first thing you said to me. That's the way the game is played. 
That's what they did to General Flynn. Mayorkas didn't misspeak. Fauci didn't misspeak when he said that they didn't do gain-of-function research. Neither of them misspoke. They lied to the American people. So here's the question for Mitchell McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. You want January 6th on the menu for the election. You hate Trump and you hate people who want Trump. Do you hate seeing your constituents treated this way in a way that God himself doesn't treat us? Because God himself is free speech oriented. He invented speech. So now the test is yours, Mitchell. My prediction, you'll let Josh Hawley run with this. Uh, Just keep Hawley busy. Uh, bomb thrower, uh, grenade thrower, just give him this thing and let him play that bone. Uh, when it comes down to it, we're not going to take it much anywhere. Microsoft had called it embrace and extinguish. One of the worst things that could happen is an executive would sponsor your program or your initiative. If it was the wrong executive, they'd fight for it. Oh, yes, this is great. And embrace it and they didn't extinguish it. That's what it was called, embrace and extinguish. First time I heard about it, I read it in an email, E&E. I was, it's, this is going to get E&E. And I said, what's that? I went to someone and said, what does E&E mean? Embrace and extinguish. I'll be watching, Mitch. I'm thankful to Senator Grassley. I'm thankful to Senator Hawley. This is what it looks like to be a United States Senator. This is what it looks like to do your duty. This duty will be complete when Mayorkas is charged with perjury and a found guilty is put in prison for a little while. And Tony Fauci, well, you know what I think about that mass murdering psychopath. We'll talk about Tony later in the week because there is more unbelievable COVID news. And oh, incidentally, people thought I was going to let that go. I'm not. I never will because it's the greatest human rights crime in my lifetime. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well. Be strong, be kind, and this would be a great time to thank the Lord, our banner, for in fact giving us the gift of speech. Thank you, Father.